0: You are listening to Deeper Roots, a podcast to help equip the members of New Branch Community Church to glorify God by making
1: disciples of all nations. For more information, visit newbranch.com.
0: All right, so we're here for the next episode, and we are missing our fearless leader in our podcast uh, recording here.
1: Yes, there's no uh, no. Tyler Wrecker. Uh, Why?
0: What, what? What could possibly be happening during a pandemic that would cause Tyler to not be present? I
1: don't. I don't know. I think he's asleep.
0: Well, we probably shouldn't go any further. We'll violate some HIPAA HIPAA rules, but uh, we are missing uh, Tyler. But uh, I'm here. This is Ken and and this is Matt. This joining is Matt. I
1: uh, uh, miss Miss Last. We week. are.
0: We are feeling our way through uh, how to do this uh, without our fearless leader, and so um, it'll be a miracle if all of this gets recorded well. But yeah, so we're we're gathered to talk about, uh, on this episode, baptism. We are a Baptist church. Hopefully that's not a, uh, a something that is a, a, a new insight to anybody that's listening to this. We are a Baptist church, so... Um, we should be able to articulate this, right? So, yeah. what what is what is baptism, Mister Baker, and why is it important for us to talk about this?
1: Well, yeah, it, it is one of our uh, distinctives. I think the first reason why it's important to talk about it is we believe uh, with uh, with the church at large, right the the Catholic Church, little C. Um, that it is one of the ordinances or sacraments uh, that Christ gave to the church. So Baptists will call it ordinance, right? That Christ ordained it, ordered it to us. Uh, And so it's really important. Uh, We see that in the Great Commission. Jesus says to go, uh, make, mark, and mature disciples. uh, Proclaim the word. They hear it, believe it. You mark them through baptism. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And mature them, teach them to obey all that he commanded. So it's really significant, foundational uh, to the faith. We go back to the Reformers. Uh, they saw that as a mark of the church, the Lord's Supper, baptism, and the word rightly preached. Those uh, three things would uh, would distinguish and mark out what a true church is. So so it's really foundational. Um, mm. And I think uh, when we, I don't know, early on in my pastor, pastoral ministry, really when we began, we planted Redeemer. Uh, I thought, you know what, I don't think I've thought very well about these things. Uh, And so it's amazing how the fundamentals get overlooked. It's kind of like that sermon illustration you used weeks ago, right, about uh, who was it, Lombardi, that held up the football and said, Mm. this is a football, like don't don't forget the very fundamentals uh, of the faith. And so it is fundamental uh, to the faith. It's something that Christ commanded us. Um, I have the 1689. You mean to read the answer of what is baptism, right? Sure. Now? What
0: is baptism according to the 1689?
1: The, the Second London Baptist Confession, 1689, says Baptism is an ordinance of the New Testament instituted by Jesus Christ to be unto, that's language we don't use today, right? To be unto the party baptized, a sign of his fellowship with him, his, in his death, burial, and resurrection, and of his being engrafted into him. This union of Christ, of remission of sins and giving up himself unto God through Jesus Christ to live and walk in the newness of life. That's Romans 6. So
0: so, there, so there's a lot there. A whole lot. Um, baptism is commanded. So we get that from the Great Commission you just quoted from. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's not an imperative verb there, it's a participle that acts as a command, right? That's how we make disciples by going, baptizing, and teaching. So uh, we would take that to mean like literal water baptizing. That, that's, how, that's part of how we mark and make uh, disciples of Jesus. Um, so like within that definition there, there are a lot of different aspects to what, what baptism um, means. We don't yeah. know what baptism is. Baptism is um, uh, being baptized with water. Uh, we can talk about mode in just a moment but we would we would affirm immersion underwater but um, so that's what it is uh, but what is it was it actually mean and and let's maybe like take some of those things and find some some biblical grounds uh, for each of them so one of them uh, it it symbolizes our union with Christ our our uh, being united to Christ in his death and in his resurrection. Yes. So where where are some where are some parts of scripture that we could turn to for that, you would say?
1: Yeah, I think Romans 6 is helpful with that, union of Christ. Uh so again the the catechism answer says the sign of it, of uh you know being engrafted in into Christ, right? The fellowship with him in his death, burial, resurrection. Uh Romans 6 when Paul um, talks about, you know, should we continue in sin, that grace may abound? He says, by no means. How can we who died to sin live in it? And he says, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized, which, by the way, the assumption just seems to be that Christians are baptized, right? Right. So uh, we've been baptized into his death. We've been baptized into Christ Jesus, is what he says in verse 3. And we were baptized into his death. We were buried, therefore, with him by bapti- baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. So, a lot of what's in that catechism answers right there in those yeah. verses in Romans six.
0: Yeah, and 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 you you mentioned this in passing, but um, you know Paul's letter to the Romans uh, is written when. <laughs> At some uh, point, right? So, yeah. first century, yes, uh, early first first century, yeah. uh, mid first century, um, and so it's already assumed, yes, that this is a practice of the church, right? It, it, right. And, he, and he's explaining the meaning of it, but it's a, it's an assumption that these early churches were already practicing this.
1: That's right. Yeah, but
0: but it's a it's it's symbolic of our union with Christ. We're baptized into His death uh what's what's the meaning of that Does it mean that we're baptized into his death
1: oh yeah sure i think um so i love jim hamilton's motif salvation through judgment and uh, i think that's exactly what what's going on there that uh the wages of sin is death which paul will say at the end of romans 6 but the free gift of god is eternal life and so uh, if we've been baptized into his death, it says, though, through our union with Christ, when Christ died on the cross for our sins, right, the perfect uh, spotless lamb of God, went, as our substitute bore the wrath of God for our sins, we've been buried with him in the likeness of his death, that through that union is uh, when Christ died paying the penalty for our sins, it's as though we died with him, that, that mm. we paid the penalty, you know, that, that penalty was put on us. With him although he's a substitute he is the one who bore uh, the punishment and wrath on our behalf and then just as he was raised uh, he paid the full penalty of sins wages of sin is death there's no more penalty to be paid so death couldn't hold him so he's raised uh, victorious over both sin and death so we too are raised uh, to walk in newness of life so now as christians we are united to christ and no longer is this penalty of sin uh, over us because Christ paid it on our behalf and we are in Christ. And uh, so now we're free to walk in the newness of life. And so when
0: when does that union with Christ commence?
1: Yeah, so that's a that's a conversion for sure. Yeah, so I think that's something that we,
0: we should be clear about uh, in this episode on baptism, that we're not confusing this with what, Perhaps other some other denominations sure. might call baptismal regeneration, where they tie it very closely with salvation itself. Right. That the your your salvation is not completed, or in some cases, it's not even commenced. Right. Until you go through the physical act of water baptism, uh, we we would not affirm that. We would we would affirm the symbolic nature of that, um, and so. If we think about um, the mode of baptism that we use, being immersion, that's just a beautiful picture, right? right. Of right. Uh, being lowered into the water, symbolizing our union with Christ in His death, and right. He died on the cross, and He was laid into the tomb, um, and then our union with Him in His resurrection life. He comes up out of the tomb to resurrection life, just as we immerse from the watery grave, um, and and symbolize. Uh, symbolically, um, you know, that refers to uh, our being united to him in his resurrection. Right. uh, Resurrection life, that we have that new life in Christ. Yeah. Um, And I I think, you know, Colossians, Paul talks about this to the church in Colossians as well. Right. Um, What is that? Colossians 2. I think it's
1: Um, 14 or 12, right around 12. Do you have it there? Yeah, having been buried with him in baptism, you were uh, also raised with him through faith and the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. So that's just...
0: Yeah, and the verse just prior to that as well, you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. And then the second part of that, by canceling the record of death that stood against us with its legal demands, he set it aside, nailing it to the cross. Um, so, yes, yeah, signifying signifying our new life in Christ. Um, but it's not the act of baptism that that does this. Um, it's it's the uh, it's faith in Christ, justified by faith. It's not justification by faith plus baptism It's justification by faith. Right. But um, so. So again, why, why why then would baptism be so important? Like what is it what 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 aspect of church life uh, in in what way is that um, important for us to to yeah, talk about?
1: Sure. Yeah, and I think just in agreement with what you were saying earlier again the catechism you said the word signified same thing right? Baptism is a sign of his fellowship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not yeah, and that Colossians passage is so clear. All the accomplishment of this is through Christ's work applied to us by faith. Uh, that said, there. So I think why is it so important in the life of the church? Uh, two things that all this will kind of tie together. Um, so what really distinguishes us as Baptists is that we would be the order <laughs> where we believe in uh, uh, credo baptism. Uh, yeah. Faith is necessary. Uh, and and then the mode; those would be the two things that distinguish us. And so, so I think why it's so important in the life of the church is when that's how we know somebody's a Christian. Yeah. Uh, I think the way Bobby Jameson says it in his book is that's like you're putting on the jersey, saying I am on the team, or the change in metaphor, I'm a part of the family. I'm I'm not just I'm coming into the house. I'm in the living room. I, I'm one of you. And uh, so the two things are happening: the church is putting their affirmation on the person and saying. We think this is a true confessor of the faith, and they and they are they confess the true gospel and they believe it sincerely. And so the church is saying that to the world: "Hey, world, this is a Christian." And the Christian is saying to the church: "Hey, church, I'm one of you." I think there's two things going on yeah. there. Uh, as uh, when someone's baptized.
0: So you you made reference to Bobby Jameson's book "Going Public," uh, put out by by uh, well, it's actually... it's actually and Holman, I think, isn't it? Robin Holman, but it's part of the Nine Marks uh, publication. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's how our faith goes public. So our, our, our faith yeah. is done in our in, in our prayer closet. It's, it's done in our home. It's, it's wherever, wherever the Lord brings us to faith in Jesus, right? That's where we become a part of his family. That's where we become you know, one of his children. Um, he gives us new life in Christ. He regenerates us and he makes us one of his own. Uh, but this, this is where we go public with it. Right. right. So baptism is, is the means that we we would argue the biblical means, the yeah. Christ mandated means by which the church is to, uh, publicly show who has come to faith in Christ. Right. Um, so, uh, so it's, it's desperately important that we, that, that we do that and, and that we, um, we make sure that those who are going to be baptized truly have come to faith, right? right? Because then yeah. we're saying we're putting that stamp of approval on them. We're putting that seal on them to say, if you want to know what a Christian looks like, here's, here's a Christian. Right. Yeah. So um, now that being said, how does this tie in with membership? Yeah. Do they go, is it, is it one and the same? Would we baptize someone and not make them a member? Would, and, and would we make them a member without baptizing them?
1: Right, right. Yeah, so I think first, I don't... So, okay, so we wouldn't make them a member without baptizing them. Unless, because we're Baptist, <laughs> Right, right. The only way would be, right, we don't think this is a, a ordinance to be repeated, right? So right. we think this is, if they've been ba- rightly baptized uh, and in another fellowship then we would recognize that baptism so we wouldn't physically baptize them here. We'd bring them into membership that way, kind of like a passport. Again, that, that's Jameson's language I think is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, each church is like an embassy. Yep, we recognize you as a citizen of heaven. You've you've made that public. Uh, but no, we would otherwise, if they've never been baptized or not been baptized in, in right order, then we, would, uh, then we would baptize them to bring them into membership, and it would not be preferable— uh, to baptize someone and, and not bring them into membership because then they're kind of we're kind of affirming them as a free agent Christian I think
0: yeah it, it doesn't make sense at that point right right why why wouldn't you right um, I think I think maybe there might be some examples if we look at um, is it uh, Acts eight yeah yep. the, uh, the Philip Ethiopian. and the Ethiopian eunuch yeah. um, kind of a frontier missions right uh, in that in that sense there's no church right there in front of them yep. To baptize this person into. But the normal um order that we would see would be, and, and I think this is the Acts 2, right? right? Right after Pentecost. What do we see? We see people responded to this, to, to the gospel that was preached. Right. So they so they believed, were baptized, yep. and then they were added to their number. So we see yep. that we see that repetition there. They believed, they were baptized. And then there was added to their number 3,000 souls. And so um, the, the the believe is responded to the gospel and faith, coming to faith in Jesus. Then then they were baptized. So the order is believe and then baptize. Uh, we, we don't want to reverse that, baptize and then believe. Um, and then added to their number. So there was a whatever that whatever that number represented, there was some kind of membership role that they were added to um, upon that. Yeah profession of faith being made public through baptism. And so we would follow that same order. Right. Right.
1: Absolutely.
0: Come to faith, get baptized. So one of the things you mentioned there is someone that is that had been rightly baptized in another church. What, what, uh, what, what are the boundaries around that? What would being wrongly baptized look like?
1: Right. So I think we would say uh, if they were uh, infant baptisms out of order. So uh, now we would disagree with the order and the mode, uh, but we would say that's how to order because what you just said a moment ago, uh, Acts two thirty seven, the Colossians two passage earlier, faith is uh, present there. Acts two thirty seven, but they say to Peter, "What do we do? Repent and be baptized." And then when mm-hmm. when it's summarized in two forty one, that's really important. We were talking about that before we we went on air, and that same thing. They received the word, were baptized. Receive right. the word would be faith, and so. So the order we, we're credo uh, Baptists, so we think uh, faith is necessary. Uh, it, it makes no sense to signify something that hasn't really happened. Uh, so if you've not been converted, why would you take the sign of the covenant if you're not yet a part of the new covenant? So, mm-hmm. uh, so that would be it. And then and then mode two, we, we do believe mode's significant that uh, that someone uh, be immersed, and it is that we think that's scriptural is what uh, is. Uh, what we're called to do, and and um, we can know, give
0: lots of reasons behind the mode. Uh, bottom line, we 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 practice immersion, right? Uh, we 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 think that's what Jesus did. He went down into the water. He came up out of the water. That means he he must have gone into the water, right? Uh, I, I think the Greek word baptizo means to 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 go under, not to be sprinkled. Um, but but also going back to our Romans six understanding of it being symbolically representative of Jesus' death and resurrection and our union with Christ in his death and his resurrection that's better pictured right. in immersion as we as we get down to the water and then we come up out of the water right um, so uh, so that that's that's what we do and so we would say part of being rightly baptized would be immersed right um, are, are there any other um, we mentioned confusion along the lines of baptismal regeneration is there any other? Way in which someone coming from another uh, background, where we we might have some questions about whether or not that was that they were rightly baptized.
1: Yeah, sure. I think that. Yeah, for sure. So it'd be baptism out of order, and then maybe something where you say that's just not baptism. Uh, um, so I mean, the Church of Christ. I think they uh, their their views on baptism. I'd have a lot of questions for somebody coming out of a. So we we
0: like would that. say we would say with our. Baptistic understanding of of what baptism is that someone from that background there there is actually a confusion of what the gospel is
1: correct yep. in,
0: in, in in their understanding of that and so um, we would ask them to to get baptized again right in your in your conversations with folks in pastoral ministry over the years what what have those kind of conversations looked like as you talk with folks about their baptism, whether it's an infant baptism or they've been baptized in a different mode, or there was confusion about baptismal regeneration, and we're ask we're asking them to consider being baptized again um, in the process of membership. What what are, how do those conversations go, and what makes them difficult or challenging or rewarding?
1: Uh, I think a lot of times, probably the 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 thing that makes makes it the most difficult, honestly, is uh, sentimentalism, you know. I think people are like, wow. I mean, uh, I mean, that's just yeah. Probably most conversations I've had have gone there. My family mm-hmm. was there. I was baptized in the church that you know my parents and grandparents came from, or uh, or there's um, yeah. And so I think it's just can we can we just scoot around this issue and uh, and just just accept that that baptism and I and I. I mean, the answer is no. I mean, if we're actually going to be convictional about what we say, uh, it, it should be it should be understood. I, I can think of um, yeah. I mean, I, if we if we really say we're going to believe something, let's 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 hold to it. And yeah. so I, I think that one, trying to work people through that. Uh, I mean, sometimes honestly, when I've had people who just had real clarity on the issue, and there was no there was no reservations or issues. It was uh, you know they were ready to go. Um, I think I've had uh, conversations with those from the church of Christ and trying to walk them, uh, through that or, or, uh, even who had family members who had strong ties, uh, in that, in that tradition and they trying to walk them through any, uh, confusion uh, on that. So, uh, you know, I think it always comes with, uh, there's always a lot there, right? Uh, yep. because, because uh, there's, there's, um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not giving a good answer, but um, it's it's been those have been weighty conversations for sure. Yeah. Uh, why they're, why they're, do we have to do this? That kind of thing, or
0: yeah, they're they're super challenging and for lots of reasons, and and uh, probably don't want to go into them in, in, in in too detail because yeah. we probably had some of those conversations with folks who may be listeners, and so but but they're challenging, and I think where I try to kind of uh, steer things eventually is kind of like what Bobby Jameson said: put on the jersey, right? Like, you know, hey. You know, I know there may be some sentimental ties to what happened before, but, um, you know, unless I just put this way, unless we were told that we shouldn't, you know, obviously the scripture tells us this is the one time thing. We shouldn't be baptized over and over and over again. But if it if scripture didn't include that exhortation, why wouldn't we want to be baptized over and over again? right? Right. Why wouldn't we want to put on the jersey and let people know that we belong to Christ? Right. Um, and, and so I kind of try to steer things towards that. It's like, why why wouldn't you want to stand up and be recognized right. as being on the team and put on that jersey and and be marked out as a yeah. Christ follower right now? Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of that's it's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting to think about doing that again. You know, it's, it's a one time thing, but right. I'd love to do it over again. I'd love to yeah. be baptized over and over again yeah. if if we didn't see in scripture that we shouldn't be sure sure um so i, I kind of try to steer things towards towards that um briefly um if we can if we can answer this briefly um what about conversations with parents that that's that's one of yeah. the things that um that we deal with in a pastoral way and, and i know a lot of the folks who maybe listen to this have questions yeah. about you know how do we baptize children what is the what is the process there Um, And and how do we handle that here at New Ranch? Uh, So you want to take a stab at that, and then I'll try to fill in the blanks.
1: Yeah, and and let me say one more thing back on the other, and I'll be really fast, but uh, but I think one conversation I've had a lot more is that people who've been baptized multiple times within the Baptist tradition, and so maybe somebody listening is struggling with that. Well. Was I really converted when I was baptized? I've been baptized twice or three times, maybe. But just come talk to us. We'd love to talk with you through that. That's a real thing Absolutely. that happens to folks too. And then the last thing I'll say, I've also talked to people who maybe will go to significant places and they would like to re-do. Uh, this happens in the Holy Land a lot. I mean, we got baptized. Mm. You know, we got this opportunity to do this, and I've seen um, Baptists do this. I would advise against it. Yeah. I just, uh, you know. Um, so just to be to show that I, I really want us to be true to what we what we believe Scripture teaches, we don't need to redo it over and over, uh, like you said, because uh, we do think it's a one time ordinance of entrance into uh, the church family. So even that question comes up at times. Yeah. Um, so with children, yeah, I think it's um, uh, um, that that can be really difficult too. I I, I can remember the one of the first times when I came straight out of school I wasn't in the senior pastor role in the church I was student pastor and I remember walking in to uh, they said hey will you will you do baptism this Sunday and as a larger church there were baptisms often praise the lord for that but I'd walked in and here was a young gal that I'd never really met before and her mom's with her and I'm trying to talk with her before I asked well what what do you usually do well you talk to them make sure that they're sure which by the way this was already planned and so all the families there which that makes it difficult to say i don't think you're ready uh and i remember really feeling the the horns of dilemma in that moment because i feel like mom was saying everything for her and and Mm. prompting her to answer every question i was asking Uh, but literally in five minutes we're supposed to go into the water and all the families out there ready. So that really got me thinking uh, as a young guy straight out of school uh, in ministry of uh, we need to think well about this issue. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think, um, I think we want to, we want to avoid, we're not, uh, we're, we're a credo Baptist. We want to avoid infant baptism. I right. think <laughs> like some Baptist churches almost uh, fall into that. They'll baptize. Uh, yeah.
0: Raise your, raise your hand if you love Jesus at the end of VBS. And then the next day we'll yeah. all get baptized. Yeah. Yeah. What
1: kid wouldn't do that? And so, so we, I think um, what really one thing we want to look for is mom and dad and, uh, and, and we're happy and we'll walk with you through this, but, but look for, uh, look for signs and indications uh, that would, um, that, that true conversion has happened, right? Uh, not just, um, yeah, like what you just said, any of my kids at the age of three, I could have gotten them to pray the sinner's prayer, so to speak. They would repeat anything after me. Uh, but I really wanted to make sure that the, the, they're, and, and none of my kids have been baptized yet, uh, too, full disclosure. So, But we want to walk with them uh, through that and uh, and make sure that they're really understanding the gospel uh, and that not only is it just a uh, mental ascent, but that the, the there appears to begin to be some fruit in their life. That there, right. that beliefs going on, uh, and that uh, that that belief is uh, is bearing fruit in their life. And so, uh, I think there's things conviction of sin, looking for that, looking mm-hmm. for a hunger for God's word. I think those would be some evidences that that the Lord's at work uh, in their life. Uh, that they uh, that they come and 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 seek reconciliation and seek to repent and make things right when they sin against siblings or parents or others uh, on their own, that the Holy Spirit's at work in their life. I think those would be some things to be looking for, and uh, in, and uh, in having conversations with them. And um, so when um, you know Ken and I've had this conversation with my my kids, uh, when we feel like some of them are are ready for that step they won't just go through me and this wouldn't happen even when i was just pastor redeemer i still would have involved the other elders and let the other elders uh, meet with them and that's what we do here uh talk with them walk them through that and speak into that and say hey this seems to be they seem to really do be what i said earlier uh confessing the gospel the right gospel the true gospel and be true confessors of that gospel that's what we're trying to figure out because we don't want to confuse them we don't want them to to be those who've been baptized multiple times or or I got baptized, I'm fine, and now they're living however they want because new life means a new way of living. That's what we're looking for. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, you know, we would affirm, you know, Matthew 19, Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Um, we, we don't want to stand in the way of people, you know, children coming to faith We in, in Christ. We believe that children can come to faith in Christ. Right, and we believe that they can come to Christ at a young age, uh, five, six, seven. Um, but we we believe it's important to wait to see that fruit. Um, what we're looking for in anybody who comes for baptism here is a credible profession of faith. That's right. Yep. Um, difficult to discern in a child. Um, easier to discern in an adult, although not easy, um, but but easier. Right, uh, but a child, you know, is not going to see a dramatic change in their life, um, right. and so discerning repentance is difficult. Right. Um, we have a baptism class um, for parents of children, not for the children, but for parents of children to give them some insight in how to make that discernment. Uh, but we want to we, we want to walk a balance between um, not preventing them from coming to faith and not being a barrier to that. But also not putting that stamp of approval on them so soon before they really even understand what it what it means, and they may not even be believers yet. And so we would uh, we would encourage parents of, of younger children to hit the brakes and continue to, to disciple yep. them and look for fruit. Uh, but when you think when you think they're ready, um, that does mean that you know the the pastors will need to. Uh, sit down with them, along with the parents, and and uh, seek for that. Look for that discernment, right? Um, and that fruit in their life. Um, so good. Uh, we're we're getting to the end here. I, I think it's probably be a good idea to uh, kind of close this out with a, a recognition that uh, we want to see more of these. We want to yeah. see more baptisms at New Branch, um, and so the the call is on each of us to. Uh, to proclaim the gospel um, within our home, outside of our home, with our fr- our, our friends and neighbors and coworkers, um, in hopes of of uh, folks coming to faith in Christ, so that we then can celebrate that um, as they go public with their
1: faith through baptism. Right. Yeah.
0: So we we want to see more of that, Absolutely. which means we need to preach the gospel more.
1: That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And though, um, yeah, totally agree. And so maybe next time we do one on the Lord's Supper, right? Because that is that that sign and seal of the covenant that we do get to do over and over, yeah. which is a blessing, right? We're in we're in the house, so to speak, and it's the family meal that that's right that we get to celebrate over and over, which is a blessing. So
0: sounds like the next episode. Yeah, and that'd be great. Cool. Thanks for joining
1: us. Yeah.